Hello and welcome to Vipers Voices. After the Desert Vipers got back on track in the DP World ILT20 with a 22-run victory over the Sharjah Warriors at the Sharjah Cricket Stadium. It followed on from the 157-run loss to MI Emirates at the same venue only 48 hours earlier, and the win, the side's sixth in eight outings in the tournament, cements its position at the top of the points table. Coming up, we'll hear from Benny Howell and Sam Billings, two of the heroes with the bat, in a relatively low-scoring encounter, and we also drop in on the post-match media conference of head coach James Foster. Plenty of chat to come then as we analyse a fascinating match, so let's get going. This match was a complete contrast to the one against MI Emirates. In that game, the ball came onto the bat and uh, MI Emirates batters made hay. This time, scoring was a far harder proposition as the ball didn't come onto the bat and had the tendency to keep a little low. The Desert Vipers' total of 148 for 6 doesn't sound all that impressive, but in the face of excellent bowling by the Sharjah Warriors' attack and the problems caused by the pitch, it was a terrific effort. Rowan Mustafa, again opening the innings, made a battling 31, but the Vipers' final total owed a great deal to Sam Billings and Benny Howell. Sam made 27 from 23 deliveries, while Benny contributed an unbeaten 34 from 23 balls, and they added 52 for the sixth wicket in a shade under five overs, after the side had slipped to 80 for five. 89 runs came from the final 10 overs of the innings and 50 from the last five, and that gave the side the confidence to believe they had enough runs to defend. It was then the turn of the bowlers to step up, and they did so impressively, led by Wanindu Hasaranga and Luke Wood. Wanindu was almost unplayable as he took three for 13 in his four overs, and that gives him a total of 10 wickets in the tournament, making him the joint leading wicket taker in the race for the white belt. He was named player of the match for his spell. Luke, in only his second match for the Vipers, was exceptional, touching 140 kilometers an hour bowling gun barrel straight. He took a wicket with his very first ball and finished with 3 for 20. Gus Atkinson also took a wicket in another excellent spell, while the other wicket came when Sam Billings, with a brilliant no-look flick, ran out the Sharjah Warriors captain Joe Denley as the ball bounced away from the stumps after it was played defensively backward of square on the offside. Sharjah finished with 126 for 8 to give the Vipers what was, in the end, a fairly comfortable win. And it was one that was very hard-earned. Time now for some reaction. First up, let's hear from all-rounder Benny Howell. Batting at number 7, Benny made a vital contribution with his unbeaten 34 and his partnership with Sam Billings allowed the Desert Vipers to reach what was, in the end, a defendable total. Benny began by explaining to us the thinking as he and Sam constructed that stand. I think uh, the message that came back from the top order was um, 140 would potentially be a winning score, so we just had to find a way to scrap to that score and and thankfully we did that and got a little bit more in the end. So no, it's a really pleasing win after a pretty, pretty poor loss the other other day. 148 in the end. 
Would you regard that as a pass score or, or, or even better, at halfway, did you feel confident about defending that total? It's hard to say because obviously this is the second game we played and two pitches that looked exactly the same play completely differently. So I think when we were going out there, we definitely knew we were in the game. Um, and clearly with the wickets that fell uh, and Hassa, you know, some magic spin from him um, basically helped us to get over the line. What was your approach with the bat? Because as I've mentioned already, stroke play was certainly not easy, was it? Well, I came in against, uh, I think, the spinner. I think I knew he was mostly bowling googly, so I had to try and use the width and try and hit through the field and run hard and get the twos. Um, and thankfully, uh, got the old boundary. So it's, it's, it's basically about being busy, the old school busy type of batting. And, and luckily, I was with uh, Sam Billings, and uh, he's a very busy cricketer as well. So it's good, got a little partnership going there. And um, yeah, we sort of squeezed our way up there. Yeah, you got 50 off the last five overs. How crucial was that in the final analysis, just to give you a little bit of momentum going into the bowling innings? Oh, definitely. Momentum's key, I mean, in any, in any sport, especially in, in this game. Um, it also meant that they couldn't sit around and, um, and, and take too long to score their run, so they had to come at us a little bit, which actually came in you know, to our favour. And, and we bowled really well. We, we hit our lengths much better than the other day, and it was clearly hard to score, and um, we got rewarded for it. Was dew much of a factor out there? There was some dew, I noticed. Was it problematic for you uh, as a bowling side? I don't think it got problematic. We had the little towels out there to dry the ball. I mean, there's been worse dew, so there's a little bit wet. Um, it does play a factor if you, if you don't dry the ball properly, but no, we managed to do that, and um, it was all right. We just had to bash the middle of the wicket with our different change-ups, and um, we did that well. And let me ask you about Winindu Hasaranga. Three for 13 in his four overs. He's now the joint highest wicket taker in the tournament, even though he's played two less matches than virtually every other player uh, out there. You, of course, came up against him in uh, the, the LPL, so you've got a bit of experience of being on the other side of the coin. Must be nice to have him on your team now. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, facing him in, in Sri Lanka. I didn't really get much chance. They uh, got me before I could even think. So. I mean, to have him on our side, he's a world-class bowler. And, and when he's on, on song, I mean, it shows today, he, he gets people through the gate. People can't read him. Um, but I, I don't think what people, well, what people don't see is how hard he works in the nets every single day while he's here. So he works really hard at his craft and he goes out and he really does deliver it, especially on days like today where we, we needed him. Um, and he did. So it's, it's so good to have him on, on our side. Talk to me about Luke Wood, a late inclusion in the squad in place of Tamar Mills. And on a performance like this, thoroughly justifying his inclusion, three wickets, and he looked impossible to get away. Yeah, I mean, Woody, he's been really good for a while now, but the last two years he's really come on, he's got, got some serious pace, and he's sort of got that awkward height as a bowler, he's quite small, so on this sort of wicket where the ball is keeping low, um, he, he really bashed his length hard and it was skidding through, so he's ideal for us and he's a great inclusion to the squad. I mean, it's, it's such a shame. Millsy, he... Um, he was out injured with his toe, but to have someone like Woody come in as a as a replacement is great for us. So it just adds more depth, um, especially going into the to the finals, which I now think we're qualified. Um, trying to get the top two spot first, but yeah, I think it's very important. Just before we touch on that in a bit more detail, talking about Luke Wood, he was very clever this evening, wasn't he? He started off over the wicket, then. Uh, at the back end, he went round the wicket, targeted the stumps. It, it's just very clever bowling, isn't it? Yeah, he's very, very um, aware of the game situation and what's working, what's not. He's quite switched on like that. So he's got that and the skills to back it up. So, I mean, it is great to have him for sure. 
Benny, you've mentioned already about uh, the fact that the side is now back at the top of the table. Six wins from the eight matches. I think it's pretty much uh, a done deal that you're in the top four. But obviously you want that top two position, don't you? Yeah, obviously. We're always confident. Um, but we just got to, you know, each game, like especially after the last game, come in and, and switch on again and, and perform like we did today so I mean we're always confident we've got the skills and the talent in the in the squad to do that so yeah we just got to keep the same same routines I mean a couple of days till we play again try and win that game and and then roll on to the finals and it's back to Dubai now first of all the Dubai Capitals and then the Gulf Giants it's familiar territory I suppose uh, after these couple of matches in Sharjah so that that'll be good as far as the squad are concerned I'm sure because you know those conditions very well yeah, and also less of a bus journey, which is nice. So, now I mean, again, we're going to have to assess what the the wicket um, is doing when we play in, in the next game. So, it's going to be different to this wicket for sure. So, look, we'll be ready, we'll be prepared, and um, hopefully we'll get out and get a win on the board. How much pressure are you going to put on yourselves as a team to get that, two, that, that top two spot with a win either against the Capitals or against the Gulf Giants in the final uh, group match? I don't think... We'd put added pressure on. I, I, we want to win every game for sure. So, and we know if we get two more points, we get the top two. So, we're going to go out and um, really go hard and try and win the game. And I'm pretty sure that's if we if we perform at our best. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. You mentioned performing at your best. The good thing, I suppose, this evening is that the team wasn't necessarily at, uh, at their best in the field. There were a couple of catches that went down. Um, early on, it was a struggle with the bat. So, there's there's room for improvement, even though you've won the match again. I know that's the great thing, isn't it? When you when you win and still got got room for improvement. I think what's really we've done really well is just communicate and the message sort of coming back and forth from the dugout, from you know from the players to each other out there, knowing and assessing the conditions and, and adapting. I think that's been so important for us and sort of just playing each game as it comes. We're not always going to score one eighty, two hundred, and in some games like today, we're going to have to scrap hard and and we did exactly that. So look, we can win from all situations. I just think we've got to. We'll just keep going out there, being aware of what's happening out there and and crack on. And rest up now for the Capitals. Exactly. We've got a day off and uh, yeah, back on Thursday, I think. Benny Howell, a key contributor to the Viper's success against the Sharjah Warriors. Next up, it's Sam Billings, who's 27, while it might not sound a lot, was another crucial factor in the win. Sam began by explaining just how tough conditions were when it came to batting. Yeah, it was a good partnership with Benny Howe. He played a crucial, crucial knock as well. Bit of a partnership and, um, yeah, not the most batting-friendly conditions. So it was about trying to be smart and um, get a partnership together, which we did, so uh, to give the bowlers to bowl, to bowl at. So, yeah, really important win. It's good to win in an ugly fashion as well. Um, I think we played some brilliant cricket on good wickets, uh, but now when it was a kind of ugly performance that was needed, um, we stepped up there as well. So, yeah, really positive. Tell me from a keeping perspective, what's it like to keep to Wanindu Hasaranga? Three wickets again today, ten in the tournament so far, and he hasn't played two of the matches that the Vipers have played. An exceptional bowler. How difficult or how easy is it to keep to him? Yeah, it's very tricky. He um, one of the best in the world. Mystery spin is always a challenge for anyone, hence why they're such an integral part of any successful um, T20 side. So, um, yeah, he's an absolute star. Um, I've enjoyed keeping to him. It's a challenge, but it keeps you really focused on your game. So uh, long may it continue that he keeps getting wickets because it's a pleasure to keep to as well. 
And let's talk about one moment in the match that really helped define it, your run out of Joe Denley. Just talk us through it. It was an exceptional piece of work. Just, um, yeah, I didn't really think about it. it just, I, I thought I could, I thought he was taking off for a single. So I uh, flicked it back on the stumps and he, he didn't think I was going to do that. So um, no, it was a nice bit of work and he's one of my really good friends. So uh, yeah, I, uh, I will be reminding him of that. Six wins now, you're into the last four, but it's all about making sure of that top two spot, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we've done a lot of hard work, but this is when you've got to keep on uh, pushing on at the uh, kind of end stages of a tournament. So, um, yeah, we're, we're well placed. We won't be taking it for granted and we'll keep pushing on. Sam Billings, who says it's important for the Vipers to maintain their focus as the business end of the tournament approaches. Finally, let's hear from head coach James Foster, who spoke at the post-match media conference following the victory. And James began by singing the praises of his players. Well, I mean, first of all, I, th- I thought it was a phenomenal win by the Desert Vipers. I thought the courage and the uh, skill level on show today on a, on, a, on a tough pitch was really good. Um, getting, what was it, 149? During that innings, we kind of thought that maybe 140 would be a defendable score. Um, it was very difficult for the batters, a very slow, low wicket. Um, and I th- and we were actually pretty pleased with our 149 in the end. I think it was 149. 148, yeah. 148, sorry. You know, it was it was tough. On a difficult wicket, I thought we bowled exceptionally well. I, I felt that like we didn't really allow them um, to bat very, um, to, to, to play their shots. Um, I thought the way Wanny bowled was just obscenely, ridiculously good. And then we were able to squeeze again, getting some early poles in the power play, which has been our strength so far this season. We were able to do that today. Sitting here as coach, absolutely delighted with it, with the fight and the character that we showed today. And and on top of that, I you know it's it's a testament to the way you're playing. You're leading the, you're topping the table at the moment and defending a score confidently of 148. Is that just wins in the bag and the mindset, and everyone's extremely confident? Well, we are confident. Look, we had a tough loss the other day. Um, but we assessed and we had an idea what this pitch might play like. It didn't exactly play like how we saw today, but we understood that the lengths required. I thought the partnership between Bilbo um, and Benny Howell was was brilliant, uh, effectively a, a match-winning partnership. Um, Benny coming in there towards the end, hitting a few boundaries, getting us up to that sort of total, which we thought was very defendable. And I felt that we had the attack to defend anything. Um, we've got... Today, we had four heavy seamers. Um, we've got Benny Howe. We've got arguably the best spinner in the world. And then we had Ronnie as well, who wasn't required today with the ball. So um, I thought we had all options covered. But you have all the options, but then it's about delivering it and executing it. I thought we did a phenomenal job. I'm Matthew Kessler here from Zorin's TV. Matthew, the question is that, uh, first of all, congratulations for the win. Yeah. Uh, we saw that missed fields at the two important catch when the match is on the peak. Uh, two times they missed the catch and missed field. Uh, and secondly, uh, who, you are in the part for the decisions to take a bat first when if you win the toss. So you already discussed with your team. Well, I mean, when, when you toss, you don't know exactly how the wicket's going to play. Um, we felt the wicket we played on the other day was a far better pitch than this one was today. It was conducive to more free-flowing scoring. So we wanted to try and take advantage of that. In the same breath, we sometimes know when you come to Sharjah, you don't quite know where you're going to get. They might look exactly the same wickets, but they just play differently. Um, so if it did 
keep very low. We were then again happy um, to be batting first. We thought if it's going to get worse, it will be tough to chase if we can get a decent score on the board. So um, just delighted with the way we went about our business. Yes, it was a tough period. I thought we had to absorb a lot of pressure. I thought the way Billings played really sort of help us um, get to a competitive score. But it was... We in T20 cricket always used to everyone just trying to hit fours and sixes, but today the important thing also was rotating the strike. It was a tough thing to do, but n- still not forgetting the importance of your ones and twos is a bit old school. But on that type of wicket, that was very important to tr- try and go like five, six, and over, even when someone's bowling well. Um, and then with the way we sort of launched a bit towards that back end was was great. Hi, my question is: uh, you have won six out of eight matches. So, what is the reason? Uh, do you think the big names or the strategy of the like playing? Um, <laughs> question. Um, look, I, I think we've recruited very, very well. Um, we're absolutely delighted with the balance of our side. We've got potentially other ways that we can go with our balance. Um, I think we've worked very hard with um, everything leading up to the campaign, which no doubt all teams have done. But... I know being involved in that, how hard um, everyone um, before this tournament started has worked. And then it's about creating a good environment for the team to go and flourish. Um, you want guys to be in form. You want guys to have roles. And also, we I feel that we have a fair bit of flexibility about how we go about our business. Even like, for example, a batting lineup is still reasonably fluid and flexible rather than being have to be very rigid, which we always say about playing what's in front of you as a, as a coaching group to your players, you might have an idea of how things are going to unfold, but you've got to play what's right in front of you, the situation, whatever it might be, the way the conditions are. Um, have an idea how pitches will play, but then once you're there, then you can see, right, actually the plans that we did have, we were going to have to evolve those plans. Um, and we've got a phenomenal group out there. We've got a lot of experience, got a lot of talent. Guys have played all around the world, year after year in all the best comps in the world. And this is another one of those high-class competitions. Um, so I think a combination of all those things has really put us in this position. But in the same breath, you've got to, as a team, you know you can't just take that for granted. you still got to come back and be greedy um, and make sure you still put in the hard yards. And also you've got to bear in mind that this is quite a busy schedule. It's um, I think we were playing 10 games in 21 days. So again, the smartness with having to rotate also um, some of our players. Um, it, it's tough, you know, just from watching it, I think it's only 40 overs of cricket, but with back-to-back games or playing off, play off, um, it can be a tough schedule for guys, but effectively guys being fresh, making use of their downtime, not always playing cricket on, on those days off. Uh, we've been very flexible with a lot of stuff. James Foster, the head coach of the Desert Vipers, who, despite the side's successes so far, is still taking nothing for granted. And that's it for this Reaction Podcast episode of Vipers Voices. Next up for the Desert Vipers is a match against the Dubai Capitals at the Dubai International Stadium on Thursday the 2nd of February, the side's penultimate match of the group stage of the DP World ILT20. The side is clear at the top of the table and one more win from the final two matches should be enough to guarantee a top two finish and therefore potentially two chances to reach the final on February the 12th. As ever, please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest interviews and news from the Desert Vipers camp during the tournament 
And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too, as well as visiting the website at thedesertvipers.com. You can also buy tickets for all Desert Vipers matches online. Just look out for them through the Platinum List website and app and the ILT20 website. For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd and as ever, thanks so much for listening.